0: Welcome to the third in-pharmaceutical special Podcast. Kate Lindbergh, Director of European Regulatory Services at Image Solutions. This month, Kate and I will be discussing the latest developments in regulatory submissions and specifically how the drug industry is using electronic submission to streamline the filing process. To set the scene, what are the main areas in which electronic submission is being used by the pharmaceutical industry?
1: Well, Primarily, electronic submissions have been focused on new drugs and uh, maintenance of drug applications, as well as biologics. However, we are starting to see a significant uptake on the, uh, within the veterinary um, area. We're seeing uptake within medical devices, um, and there's also additional uptake of electronic submissions within the um, herbal and vitamin markets as well.
0: So clearly a lot of interesting developments. Focusing specifically on electronic common technical document submission, how widely accepted is it by regulatory bodies around the world?
1: Well, the ECTD standard uh, has been in place for several years, I think about eight years now, Um, and it is accepted uh, for drug and biologic products um, within U.S., Canada, Europe, Switzerland, Japan, and Australia is coming along. Um, They're not quite there yet, but it's accepted within the ICH regions, so the International Conference on Harmonization. Now, when we get outside of those markets, uh, and we're dealing with some of these rest-of-world markets and emerging markets, uh, the acceptance is not as formal. They may have different uh, submission formats, and they may have different structures. However, in a lot of these emerging countries, emerging markets, they do tend to recognize the ECTD and are willing to accept at least the structure of the submission. It may not be exactly the same, but there is a lot of um, availability for reuse of electronic submissions.
0: Presumably with the pharmaceutical sector increasingly targeting emerging markets, this is of benefit to them?
1: Yes. Uh, w- the biggest benefit is once you can build a single submission in a standard format, which the ECTD is, um, then you have the opportunity for reuse. Um, now, again, as I said, it may not be exactly one-to-one, but if you have most of the submission defined and most of the dossier defined, then uh, Reasona and other markets is much easier. We see a lot of life sciences companies building what they call a master dossier or a core dossier, where the content is going to be um, leveraged as much as possible, will be the same across global markets, and then only regional differences are added in. now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will always be an ECTD format, but those global components are going to be authored uh, in a, uh, very small pieces, so they can be reused and you have as much flexibility as you need to really pick and choose a la carte what content is needed for any individual market.
0: So that's where we stand now. Looking forward, what's next for electronic submission in terms of the development of regulatory standards?
1: Well, we're looking at a couple of of different things coming down the pike. Um, One of the main ones is uh, sort of the next major version of the ECTD, um, which is built around a standard called regulated product submission, or RPS. Um, When we look at RPS, the difference between RPS and ECTD is that ECTD is very much formally defined and formally structured around drug products or biologic products as well. When we go into RPS, what we're doing is we're adding in the flexibility to really accommodate any type of product. So the, the rigid structure that's part of the ECTD is going to be relaxed a bit with RPS. So now it's easier to accommodate devices, to accommodate um, you know vet products, to accommodate any other types of products that maybe don't fit exactly into the ECTD. Now that's going to be coming within the next three to five years, um, the FDA is really pushing uh, forward uh, for that, and they're actually leading the way um, just based on the structure of that uh, particular health authority in that they want to be able to evaluate drugs, biologics, devices, generics, et cetera, all in the same manner. Um, so that's one of the big things that's coming uh, pretty soon for the electronic submission space. Another standard that's uh, gaining some more ground here within Europe is the Product Information Management Standard, or PIM. Uh, what PIM does is uh, it allows uh, pharmaceutical companies to provide their product information, so the labeling, um, the summary of product characteristics, all the prescribing information that's provided to health professionals as well as patients, um, to provide those in, in much uh, smaller, granular pieces, uh, and then also be able to leverage the, uh, a translation library, so that when a change is made for the English label, that's automatically populated throughout for all the different languages that are required for Europe. And this is something that's been led by the EMA, uh, and they're really pushing to get this forward as the next electronic electronic standard for the product information.
0: Kate, as ever, thanks for sharing your expert insight. For In Technologists, this is Gareth McDonald.